Well, welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. Thanks for being here. I'm David Brody. It is Thursday, January 14, 2021, and we are now living in the day after, the day after the House impeached President Trump yet again for inciting an insurrection. Ten Republicans joined all the Democrats in the vote. But we're also in another day after period that unfortunately could involve more violence surrounding the inauguration and more violence at state capitals this weekend and into next week. And I can tell you this, we do this show out of D.C. near the White House, and I just want to say something very important. We're living up in a boarded city. That's why, that's what you see right there. Boards all around us, businesses protecting their establishments, afraid of what might ensue in the next few days. This is the state of America and our politics today. Uh, the president has released a video trying to calm tensions. We want to show you a bit of that. My fellow Americans, I want to speak to you tonight about the troubling events of the past week. As I have said, the incursion of the U.S. Capitol struck at the very heart of our republic. It angered and appalled millions of Americans across the political spectrum. I want to be very clear. I unequivocally condemn the violence that we saw last week. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our movement. Making America great again has always been about defending the rule of law, supporting the men and women of law enforcement, and upholding our nation's most sacred traditions and values. Mob violence goes against everything I believe in and everything our movement stands for. No true supporter of mine could ever endorse political violence. No true supporter of mine could ever disrespect law enforcement or our great American flag. No true supporter of mine could ever threaten or harass their fellow Americans. If you do any of these things, you are not supporting our movement. You are attacking it, and you are attacking our country. Amen. Or as Democrats would say, a woman. Uh, all right, where do we go from here? The president's been impeached, first of all. Mitch McConnell is thinking about voting to convict the president in a trial. Like a vault. Oh, and did I mention there might not even be a trial? Because it could be unconstitutional since President Trump won't be, wait for it, president after January 20th. Plus, the Republican Party has some decisions to make. Stick with Trump, stick with peaceful MAGA nation, or go another route. So much to discuss. We want to bring in Liz Harrington, uh, the former spokeswoman for the Republican National Committee and now editor-in-chief of the War Room website. Liz, always great to see you. Thanks for being here. Hey, great to see you. Well, take me through some of your views and thoughts uh, during the last week. I mean, you're a strong Republican, but where is this party heading at this point? Well, I think the future of the party belongs more to Jim Jordan and Matt Gates than Liz Cheney. And I think there's clearly a big divide, a gulf, mm -hmm. and it's really bipartisan between the people in Washington, the ruling class and the establishment, and the people they're supposed to represent. And so I'm so excited to be joining the war room now with what Steve Bannon's doing over there, because what we're in right now is year four of a full-on information war against the American public, against what we voted for, not once, but actually twice. And so what's happened, you mentioned the Constitution uh, just a moment ago. Nothing about yesterday had anything to do with the Constitution, but everything that we're trying to do 
It's about preserving that and getting real information out. And that's why Real America's Voice is so important. That's why the band of patriots who are standing up for the truth, they're going to continue to do that despite big tech's purge, which clearly violates the Constitution, kicking off millions of Americans, uh, denying them free speech. If they do it to the president of the United States, they're clearly already doing it to millions of Americans who support him. And all they want are, are an honest system, honest votes, free and fair elections. And so that's what the fight going forward is really about. We need to get rid of all the noise from the swamp who wants to control information. They want to push propaganda. We need to stick to the facts and stick to fighting for the truth. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Well, I 100 percent agree with you, uh, Liz. And, and I got, can we bottle that up? Can we just like I mean, that that was it in, in a nutshell, so to speak. I want to uh, show you a, a poll uh, put out by Axios. Hey, not the most uh, conservative uh, uh, organization in the world. But look at this. This Axios poll taken uh, Tuesday and yesterday, 64 percent of Republicans say, hey, they support Trump's recent behavior. Fifty seven percent of Republicans say Trump should be the 2024 GOP candidate. Only 17 percent think he should be removed from office. The point is, it does it does look like folks are sticking with Trump even in this moment. So you would think those numbers are going to grow even more as we move ahead in the calendar. Absolutely. The people are behind this president. They're fighting for the truth. They just want people in Washington to follow up on that, to follow up on the fact that 202,000 more votes are, according to the Pennsylvania state's own records, don't match. They have 202,000 more votes than voters. I mean, they just want people to follow up. And like I said, the future of our party, and maybe it'll end up being called something else, it belongs to people like Colonel Mastriano in Pennsylvania. It belongs to people like Burt Jones and Brandon Beach in Georgia, who their own party in Georgia, the Republicans just kicked them out of their committee leaderships just because they tried to get to the bottom of what happened in Georgia with the fraudulent votes and the violations of the Constitution with the consent degree, with the Russia collusion hoax law firm Perkins Coie that totally violated the Constitution, they're now being punished. So we need to really band together. And that Axios poll is not a one-off, by the way. It's McLaughlin's group. They have those same numbers. And you also even have Frank Luntz, who found 91% of Trump voters will vote for him again. We are standing together because we're united for the truth, and that's exactly what this is all about. Liz, I want to pick up on something you just said in the middle of that answer. You said uh, about the Republican Party or whatever it's called. You said it could be called something different. Well, what do you, what do you mean by that? Are, are you suggesting that the Republican Party not only has a reckoning, but, but, but we might be sending, seeing the end in some form or fashion of the Republican Party that we've known? What we've seen over the last four years is a total realignment of the political system, the political party system. And, you know, President Trump clearly aligned with the Republican Party because he's pro-life. He's pro-First Amendment, Second Amendment, religious liberty. He fights for borders, mm -hmm. the military. And he followed through on that. Of course, that aligned more with the Republican Party. But as you got further down, as he had to fight further and further and further, it, it became clear that it wasn't really about Republican or Democrat. It was about a ruling class in Washington standing in the way of common sense and America first policies. So look at the endless wars. I mean, look at what he's had to fight 
just to bring our troops home. And by the way, there are now double the amount of troops where you are in D.C. right now than there are in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. But, I mean, it's unbelievable. So what I think is going to happen is that realignment, it's not going to go away. The American people have woken up. They are, have had enough of the swamp and their corruption, and that's what it's basically going to be. It's going to be a realignment of disaffected Democrats and now disaffected Republicans who reject the leadership of them betraying their own voters. Right. Liz, I want to get your reaction to a Just the News uh, article that was put up uh, late last night. Uh, John Solomon did some digging, and it's about the D.C. police. Uh, and I want to read some of this to you. It says, D.C. police refused to release interviews of Capitol security officials from siege, citing privacy. And here's the quote. The MPD, the Metropolitan Police Department, responded uh, Wednesday that it has determined to withhold responsive records because they deem the information of a personal nature where the public disclosure thereof would constitute a clearly unwarranted invasion of personal Privacy. So John Solomon attempted to get these records through open records, uh, was rebuffed. And it's, you just wonder, what were those conversations? What was going on? Who knew when and why and where and all of that? It's amazing. And again, what, where's the transparency? Why don't we have a, an open system? And look, we all want just the, oh, the biggest thing about our, our why we're so upset about what they did over November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and six is equal justice under the law. We just want one standards for one set of rules for everybody. And we want people to be prosecuted if they violate the law. Same thing here. And the question surrounding this, if you were watching it, you know, I know we've all been to the United States Capitol building. It's not an easy place to get into. And yet we have footage of these protesters, so-called just walking in. Yeah. Why would they be allowed when the visitor center has been shut down since last March? I mean, in normal times, it's hard to get in, but especially during COVID, they've shut all this down. So it's on tape. There is evidence. We know we have people who were uh, rioting in last summer. One of these individuals was calling for President Trump to be dragged out of the White House and murdered and calling for a revolution. Well, he was one of the people inside the Capitol when Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. So, and apparently the FBI questioned him and let him go. What it, we just need information, we need the truth, and we need equal justice under the law. Because if any anyone that was there breaking property, windows, uh, attacking police officers, they all need to be prosecuted. But we need to know what their motivations were. Even CNN, I mean, after the House's show trial yesterday, even CNN reported later that day that, uh, well, I guess it's impossible for President Trump's speech to incite them because they're saying, CNN, that this was pre-planned and it wasn't a spontaneous protest. Yeah. So we have no facts. We, they're hiding the truth. And it, that's just why your outlets, uh, your channel, our news outlets are so important. Yeah. Just the news. All of these places are so vital to keeping Americans informed. Seeking the truth here at uh, justthenews.com, the water cooler, Real America's Voice. And Liz, I appreciate it. I hope no one calls you Liz Cheney today, by the way. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You're not Liz Cheney for sure. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Liz Harrington. Uh, editor-in-chief over at the War Room website. We're back in a moment to talk about the constitutionality of a Senate trial. Back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Uh, We talked uh, in the last block how we were going to talk a little bit about the constitutionality of whether or not there could be a Senate trial for the president. And I can tell you, uh, I feel this is so 1974, hot off the presses, you know, like someone's going to run in uh, in 1974 close. Uh, But Senator Tom Cotton uh, coming out with a statement saying that the Senate lacks authority to hold an impeachment trial once Donald Trump leaves office. And so that is Senator Tom Cotton, who, by the way, oh, should I do this? Might be running for president in 2024. But anyhow, he says, no, you can't you can't try the president and try and have a, have a big old trial if, wait for it, he's not president of the United States. And, and he actually goes on to say, and I'll just tell you right now, but it says, uh, the Senate lacks constitutional authority to conduct impeachment proceedings. And then he says, the founders designed the impeachment process as a way to remove office holders from public office, uh, not an in- inquest against private citizens. So bottom line is he's not holding public office, so you can't do it. All right, let's talk about some of the uh, potential violence that we could be seeing uh, in the next days leading up to the inauguration. I want to bring in Jeffrey uh, Treisman, assistant professor of national security at the Henry C. Lee College of Criminal Justice and Forensic Studies. Oh, that's mouthful, but you're here. Jeffrey, good to see you, sir. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. Well, your your focus is really on domestic terrorism. I mean, you have a lot of different focuses, but for these purposes, you're talking about domestic terrorism. What, what do we know about some of these uh, groups that may be potentially plotting a few things around the country? Well, for a lot of us who study terrorism and domestic terrorism in particular, David, this is nothing new. Uh, What happened at the Capitol is not surprising to (laughs) us whatsoever. Uh, For many decades, as a matter of fact, these groups have been openly calling for a civil war. They've been openly calling for a revolution in the United States. Uh, What's unfortunate is many of these individuals are well-trained, in some cases, uh, former military officers, uh, former police officers. Uh, They understand the tactics, the techniques and protocols that are being used by security forces. Uh, So they're very much a dangerous threat uh, to the security of the United States today. So then it becomes, uh, I'm assuming that you're talking about domestic terrorism from, from, in this case, it's more of this uh, far right uh, extreme, but but there's also on the left side as well, we know about Antifa and other folks. So how do you, what's the distinguishing factor between the two or, or, or is there a common denominator between the two? That's an excellent, challenging question, David, and obviously a conversation uh, that a lot of individuals are certainly <clears throat> having. How do we make that distinction between left and right? Uh, what about the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer? Uh, let me be clear to your viewers that left-wing terrorism has a very long history, not only in the United States, uh, but throughout the world, especially in Europe. We think about in the 60s and 70s, uh, anti-capitalists and anarchists um, that really wrecked a great deal of havoc uh, around the world. So it has a very long history. And 
the United States, we have the 90s. We had the eco-terrorists, Earth Liberation Front, Animal Liberation Front. Uh, today's form and manifestation of left-wing terrorism, we're not quite there. Uh, those of us who studied terrorism, domestic terrorism, were very carefully monitoring it. Uh, but what it comes down to, the distinction, is whether or not they openly call for the use of violence to change political party uh, a policy, uh, to change a government. We're not quite seeing that. Now, to be fair, we are seeing individuals associated with the left committing acts of violence. And for the first time, we're actually seeing individuals associated with the left actually using death, lethality, killing as part of a tactic. Now, again, the overall ideology of the left is not to use violence. It still remains peaceful. Uh, on the right, though, we do see these groups openly calling for revolution to use violence to forcefully overthrow the government. And so that's a key distinction there. Well, that's interesting. I think that probably begs a longer discussion as it relates to another topic. Love to get you back on about it. But, but I want to move on to what your concerns might be going forward between now and Inauguration Day. We're, we're hearing a lot of reports that, that indeed uh, a lot of uh, governments, state governments, are gearing up for a potential attack. Well, what's kind of the chatter out there? Yeah, my concern is actually, David, not just the next week, not just inauguration, but the years to come. These are some deep-seated divisions, obviously, in the United States. Uh, but the Capitol buildings, the, the center of state governments, are certainly a huge concern to us in counterterrorism. Uh, and I think most governments and state-level officials are making or undertaking the correct precautionary measures uh, to ensure the safety of their centers of government. Uh, but we are most recently, over the past couple of weeks, seeing these right-wing groups, specifically on a, a social uh, communications platform called Telegram openly calling for other targets. So if you recall Nashville, uh, the Nashville bombing, uh, it took out communication networks. We're starting to see right-wing groups looking at that as a potential model. Uh, we've seen some individuals actually arrested uh, having uh, on their possession uh, uh, plans for electrical grids, uh, for example, in Ohio. So essential services are increasingly becoming another target of their attack. And so I think officials have to be very much aware of that. Uh, Jeffrey, help me out. You said Telegram. What is that? Is that a social, some sort of social media network? What is that exactly? Yeah, it's just another outlet for these individuals to communicate with one another, an alternative, if you will, to, let's say, uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, very much in line with Parler. And obviously, Parler has gotten quite a bit of attention. Uh, but for those of us who monitor a lot of these activities uh, and their communications with one another, they're very active on an alternative uh, platform called Telegram. Okay, but it's not just so, so if, if, is that, that's not on like the dark web or anything, is it? I mean, it's out there, yeah. right? No, open. Yep, you're certainly welcome to uh, to check it out. Um, it, it, you know, and, and to that point, I mean, a lot of these individuals are, you know, uh, communicating with one another on the dark web. It has its advantages and disadvantages for them, and it has its advantages and disadvantages and from a counterterrorism perspective as well. Could it not be a possibility that uh, some Antifa folks were, were inside that, that mob? I mean, I understand it was mostly fringe Trump supporters. And I keep saying fringe, 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 fringe. It's not the vast majority of magination. That's not what they want. But the, the crazies on the right, uh, but, but could there not have been some Antifa there as well? It seems like they, they could have been there to stir up some trouble too. When I say Antifa, but to be clear, that's kind of like a term for left wing kind of nut jobs as well. 
Uh, certainly. No, no. I mean, to the, the, the categorize the, the whole as a left. At this point, we don't have any evidence. Uh, as a scholar and as a counterterrorism official, we have to be very attuned to that. Uh, but we don't see that evidence uh, yet emerging. It's just largely relegated to the world of conspiracy theories. Uh, but regardless, we, we don't need that information uh, to see that these right-wing extremists were themselves there uh, actively promoting what, in strict definitions, was a coup d'etat. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jeffrey, really appreciate your insight. Uh, great, great information. I'd love to have you back on the show to talk more about it. My pleasure, David. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Uh, Jeffrey Treisman, uh, who uh, gave us some really interesting insight there. And let's be clear about a couple of things, okay? And I, I, it, it's very important to make this distinction. The folks that stormed the Capitol, the folks that Jeffrey was talking about, the fringe, the crazies, they're not Trump supporters. They're not, I actually, I got sucked in. I just called them the fringe Trump supporters. Forget that, my bad, I take it back. They're not Trump supporters. They actually did major damage to MAGA Nation. Anyhow, they're crazies and they're on their own. Back in a moment. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Uh, The great purge has begun uh, and it's going to continue. Trump supporters, if you are a Trump supporter, uh, then apparently you're an enabler. Did you know that? Uh, that's what the uh, media is calling you. That's what liberals are calling you. And Sammy Rodriguez, who is uh, the, the president of the National Hispanic Leadership Conference, he's also an influential evangelical and a faith advisor to the president, has been under some fire, too. We're going to speak to him in a moment. Uh, here's a little bit of his sermon about reconciliation this past weekend. Talking about the cancel culture, I'm going to cancel every lie of the devil in the name of Jesus. I'm going to cancel every work of the enemy through the work of Christ. I'm going to do it through my pursuit of righteousness instead of riot, revival. 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 Instead of lockdowns, open heavens. Instead of strife, unity. Instead of hatred, love. Instead of relativism, truth. Instead of destroying property, building altars instead of confrontation conversations instead of political affiliation prophetic designation and instead of storming the capital storming the gates of hell i tell you what you preach you preach you know what madison i'm gonna end the show every time with that sammy move at the end where i just go "Mm," and then i turn my back and i'm out i just leave i leave the set That's how we're going to end the show every single time the rest of the year until they tell me stop doing that. Uh, All right. So Sammy Rodriguez, we spoke to him earlier about uh, cancel culture, about impeachment and about big tech crackdown. Here it is. Sammy, it's great to have you back on the show. David, great to be with you. And please, no more coffee for me after watching (laughs) that clip. Okay. no more coffee. Well, all right. Now, that's a good transition. Maybe no more coffee. And what's going on with potentially no more followers from some of these social media? I mean, what, what what's big oh, tech is doing? Yeah. You, listen, you go off because you've got a few things to say is my guess. Yeah, look, man, I've, you know, I've, I'm a Lamb's Agenda guy. You know that well. You know me for years. I was there for George W. Bush. I advised President Obama on a number of issues. 
um, and, and President Trump. So I'm an independent. I am a Christian. I am a Christian, 100% pro-life, pro-religious liberty, biblical justice, and no to socialism. That's my platform, and I'm sticking to it, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, well, a big tech companies even coming after me. Um, all of a sudden, I wake up one morning, and I have you know 800, 900 less followers than I had previously. And why is big tech punishing a Latino? Is big tech racist? The next question on the water cooler with David Brody. Huh. Uh, they're coming after a Latino. They're coming after Hispanic American. So is big tech racist? I don't know. Um, it's, I, I tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's the ideological inquisition. Hmm. The inquisition. I, it reminds me of Mel Brooks, right? Uh, Brief History of the World Part One. The Inquisition, what a show. This is it right <laughs> here, my friend. We just, we just stepped into it. It's funny, but it's not. Like, it's funny, yeah. but it's tragic, right? It's both and, and they're getting away with it. They're getting away with it. There are antitrust laws that are in place that should automatically kick in, and they are not kicking in. What we need now is a profile of courage. We need members in Congress, both Democrats and Republicans, to stand up. Uh, so far, on the other side, I see, I've seen Tulsi Gabbard as a, as a lone voice crying out of the wilderness right now, defending our freedom of speech. David, these are scary times. Yeah. This is Orwellian. It's 1984. I'm not kidding. It's not hype. Uh, it, it, now, those that are saying they're only coming after people that had any connection with President Trump. Oh, really? You're next. Let's learn from history. You are next. So it behooves all of us to build a firewall against not just secular totalitarianism, but this ideological inquisition currently taking place in America. Sammy, what's what's the answer from a spiritual perspective? What's the answer from a from a practical perspective of what people can do here uh, to, to fight back? From a spiritual perspective, there's nothing, absolutely nothing that big tech can do to stop the gospel of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus Christ preceded big tech and it will be around after big tech. You can't stop the vicarious atoning work of Christ. The crucifixion and the resurrection, my friend, are eternal. It's a finished work on the cross. Can't be stopped. So let not your heart be troubled. Let's continue to preach the gospel. If they stop us from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, whatever it may be, live out your testimony. Let your testimony become a living billboard of the grace and mercy and love of Jesus. With that being said, on a horizontal plane, we can do a lot. We can do a lot. We can stand up and we can vote for individuals who will protect our constitutional God-given rights. We, we have the right, we have the right to peacefully, and I say peacefully, in Jesus' name, in the spirit of Psalm 89, 14, with righteousness and justice, truth and love, we can peacefully protest. We have that right as Americans. So let's do that. Let's come together. Let's come together and build a firewall against this unbelievable, unprecedented encroachment and silencing of our God-given rights. We can do it, yeah. but it requires all of us coming together. Sammy, this is obviously, uh, I guess, impeachment day. You know, it's like Groundhog Day in a way because we were here about a year ago. Uh, what, what is your message as it relates to what's happening to President Trump? I mean, it, it's a tough way to go out, obviously. Uh, but, but what is your message about what the Democrats are doing here on impeachment and as it relates to unity and, and also about what happened at the Capitol last week? I've got about a minute or so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what happened at the Capitol last week was egregious. It was wrong. Uh, there is no such thing as a righteous writing. It's completely wrong. It's antithetical 
to being in favor of law and order and right. in favor of those that are, you know, protecting our rights. With that being said, it's this entire impeachment debacle is counterintuitive to the message of President-elect Biden of making us one. If you really want to make us one, this is what we do. We, we, we go beyond what just took place. We address what has to be addressed. We persecute and prosecute those that were responsible, and we move forward. That's what we do, and we move forward as one nation under God. That should be the objective of the incoming administration. Yeah. Sammy Rodriguez, it's always great to see you, sir. I tell you what, uh, you preach up a storm. I, I tell you what, I'm ready to, it's like you've got, uh, the, the Holy Spirit's giving you drop mic moments out there on stage. No, man, it's, it's, it's the work of the Lord. And again, uh, I, we're, we're, you and I are alive for such a time as this. And there's a reason for that. Let's continue to be light in the midst of darkness, my friend. All right. Sammy Rodriguez there. I appreciate it. And Sammy Rodriguez, you got to love him. By the way, uh, the best dressed man out there. Uh, I tell you what, that's impressive. But anyhow, I, I have to say that he's the best dressed man. Uh, not that I'm a fashion player, though today, <laughs> I got to tell you, I think I'm looking pretty good with the purple palette. Uh, all right. Anyhow, uh, coming up, uh, Camille Weed, uh, the creator of BlondePolitician.com. Funny, funny stuff. You got to check that out. Back in a moment. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Uh, boy, look, it's been a tough, heavy week, so can we have just a little bit of fun? We can have fun. We love having fun on the water cooler. Why not? Um, I, I want to introduce you to uh, Camille Weed. She is the creator of BlondePolitician.com, and I want to run some of, uh, boy, some of, some of the funny stuff she does as it relates to basically taking the liberals to task or some of their, let's be honest, uh, insane stuff they're coming up with. Uh, here's, here's a little bit of that. Hi everyone! I don't even know what I can say on here anymore. I got my script, you know. Just keep smiling. Maybe they won't We have to give them what they want. And we have to give CNN what they want. Or they won't shut up. When Ron Timms checked his mail Wednesday, he found something for Cody Timms. Cody doesn't get much mail. Cody is a cat. He died 12 years ago. The family keeps his ashes in this green container. What a great cat, indoor, outdoor, loved his family. Thank you for seeing me. Oh my goodness, I thought I would never get in. I want the COVID-19 vaccine, please. I'm a single mom and I live with an elderly father, so it's kind of really important. Well, let's see, did you vote for Trump? No, no, no. How many times did you vote for Biden? 16. Did you sign the political affidavit saying that you affirmed the Biden administration was responsible for developing the vaccine and ending the pandemic? Yes, I did. <laughs> Camille Weed, well, let's bring her on, creator of BlondePolitician.com. Uh, Camille, great to see you. Thanks for being here. Good to see you too, David. Thank you for having me. Well, you got to tell me a little bit about how this whole all came together. Uh, the videos are fantastic, and we'll get to how everybody can see them in a moment. But, but tell me a little bit about the backstory, how, how this all kind of came about. 
Well, you know, I, like everyone else, was just locked up during COVID and trying to find an outlet with everything that I'm hearing on the news. Uh, oftentimes, there's a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of humor that we're missing out on. So I guess that's where the inspiration came. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish uh, with the humor and the parody and what's, what's kind of the overall goal of, of what you want folks to take away. Well, I guess that there's multiple sides to what's going on. And more importantly, that we can laugh through the, I guess, the highs and lows of what we're experiencing. Um, there's been a lot of frustrating things happening this year and already um, in 2021 uh, with uh, Parler coming down. I was really um, active on Parler. I was really sad about that and, and certain things happening. There's just a lot of frustrations, but we can have joy in the midst of that, I guess. Is For biggest takeaway. For sure. How concerned are you about the deplatforming of conservatives and the conservative voice out there? I mean, how, how, how much are you concerned about where we're heading as a country? You know, it's shocking. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm shocked. I can't believe what's been happening so far. Um, there's been a video that's been going viral this week of uh, PBS principal counsel, Michael Beller, mm -hmm. saying, talking about if Biden wins, you know, that Homeland Security should take away um, Republicans' children and put them in re-education camps. And that's something that I made a YouTube on and joked about um, a couple uh, weeks ago, months back. And now hearing people say things like that. Just yesterday, um, the Washington Post associate editor, Eugene Robinson, said that we need to deprogram Republican voters, Trump voters. I don't know. It's just there's a lot going on. It feels really stressful. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're smiling through all of it, and that's that's good news. So you mentioned re-education camps, and you're absolutely right. That's what they're talking about. Some 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 crazy folks at PBS, and, and not just at PBS, but others. Uh, you put a video together. You mentioned that. Guess what, Camille? We have it. Let's run it. Hi, everybody. I'm all packed and ready to go. Put my glasses on. They're gonna send me to a leftist re-education camp. There's supposed to be a bus. The Democrats have determined that because I voted for Donald Trump, I need to go to an education training camp. There was a suggestion by Robert Reich, R-E-I-C-H. He's, uh, he's putting out statements periodically. He's very, very, you know, he's, he's a radical leftist. He's very anti-Trump. He has floated the idea that, that when we're finally done with the Trump administration, that we really have to have something like a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. I hope I get Katie Couric as my teacher. Sometimes she seems very severe, but sometimes she seems perky. I hope she occasionally smiles during the lectures. What if I'm cold? For Biden, in the hope of that, his supporters calling for a Truth and Reconciliation Commission doesn't sound like a first step toward reconciliation to me. Re-education camps, internment camps, detention camps, concentration camps. They go by many names, but look on Google Earth and you'll find these buildings scattered across China. These are Chinese detention camps. I wonder if I can bring chocolate. I took a year at law school and my brother is a lawyer. So we're toying with the idea of asking the Biden administration for house arrest and six months of CNN. Oh, I need a hat. Voila. Why send me to a camp? Why not just put me on house arrest and let me stay home? Except for Parlor Newsmax and One American News, you can't find anything you want online anymore. Crazy. But I watched CNN for a few minutes today and I decided that, you know, six months in a camp might not be so bad after all. Come on, man. <laughs>
come on, man. Uh, Camille, tell us, where, tell us more about the Blonde Politician or BlondePolitician.com. Where can people uh, get some more information about what you're doing out there? And how often are you posting? So I post every day on Instagram. And um, I'll just have like a short little post. But I'll write blog posts, share the news, um, you know, share funny videos. And all of that is on BlondePolitician.com. And then Instagram, you can find me at Blonde Politician or Camille Weed. Um, but the funny thing about that video, David, I was wearing a mink coat in like <laughs> Florida, 80 degree, maybe higher weather. And my neighbor was actually walking her dog and she saw me. She, she doesn't know who I am. And she picked up her dog and like walked the other direction. Like she was just kind of freaked out, like, what's going on here? So I've been making an embarrassment of myself and it's been so thrilling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, you know, the old mink coat in Florida. That'll get people running for sure, Camille. Uh, yeah, listen, definitely. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on. Love to have you back and as you continue to share videos with our audience. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, David. All right. Camille Weed, BlondePolitician.com. Check it out. We need more laughter in this world. I want to sing a, a song now. No, I don't. Uh, but what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing. Uh, but also laughter as well. And Camille Weed uh, doing her job uh, for sure. By the way, reveal time. Her husband has been on this. Her husband, excuse me. Her father, whoops. Her father has been on this show. Uh, Doug Weed, historian, presidential historian. And guess what? Doug Weed will be on the story of the show tomorrow. But not making videos like that. Back in a moment. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. Time for the the last sip. Uh, sorry, budget's tight. I don't have a cup. I don't have a sip. I actually I do have a sip. Uh, and here's today's last sip. It's about the media and Donald Trump. I know we talk about it a lot. Hey, so I, I just want to be clear, and I've said this a few times, but can I just be clear about this? Donald Trump said, I was going to say said this. This is what he said. March peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. And of course, what do we hear from the media? He incited a riot. He incited a riot. He, I don't know if they were talking like this, but he incited a riot. Anyhow, our friends at the United Spot uh, are actually pretty funny and pretty spot on uh, in their parody of how the media distorts what Donald Trump says. Here it is. I ask all of you to be peaceful. I want no violence. Breaking news. Trump wants violence. So uh, I just got word that uh, Trump's asking everybody to be violent. Breaking news. Trump asks America. I'm only saying this because it's on the teleprompter. Trump asks America to be violent. America, cancer is bad. I want to end cancer. We have a developing story. Apparently, Trump is racist against cancer. So uh, Trump just went on live TV and said he don't like anybody that has cancer. Trump wants to put anyone with cancer in cages. I'm encouraging 
using uh, telepathy in his speeches to uh, control his followers. Apparently asking for peace is code for violence. He has the force. There is new evidence that would suggest that Trump is a Jedi master, formerly trained by Yoda. And I'm hearing word now that Darth Vader is in fact Trump's father. I'm sorry. We have 35 seconds left in this segment. I just want to laugh for the next 35 seconds. Uh, That's quite the uh, voice for Don Lemon, uh, by the way. I like my favorite part, honestly, was when Don Lemon looked into the camera. The Don Lemon character looked into the camera and goes, I'm just reading it because it's on prompter, uh, which is kind of what I do uh, every single day. Uh, Look, bottom line is uh, (laughs) the media is out of control. Look, parody is great. Why is parody great? Because it hints and it actually reveals a much deeper truth, which is the media. There are a bunch of bias. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Back in a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. It's uh, the end of the show. Sophie Mann uh, here. Uh, once again, save the best for last. Thank you. You were very well. I was waiting for you to compliment <laughs> me. Uh, serious subject, uh, the National Mall security. Yeah. I mean, it's like, a, like honestly, I say a war zone, but it kind of feels like a war zone. Well, this certainly um, upcoming Wednesday is going to be an inauguration like none we've seen before for a variety of reasons, but mm-hmm. uh, not the least of which being that uh, the MPD just announced this very day mm-hmm. that uh, the National Mall is going to be entirely locked down. So from the Capitol building through the Washington Monument to the Lincoln Memorial, where, you know, usually crowds of thousands of supporters of the incoming administration gather on the day of the swearing in. Um, Mm -hmm. There will be none of that. Only press and security will be allowed on the mall um, for Joe Biden's swearing in ceremony, which already was going to look a little bit toned down because of, of course, the novel coronavirus pandemic that continues to go on. So crowds, especially from a Democratic administration, are not something they want to see. But um, also in in the wake of everything that happened last week, D.C. is really ramping up security, locking down. There are, you know, still credible threats, according to most um, law enforcement agencies. So Mm -hmm. they're taking every precaution to just make sure that next Wednesday is smooth sailing and a very official proceeding. And, you know, we have a new president and Mm -hmm. we just move A to B. And they're sort of giving up a lot of the excitement and, like, verve around these uh, these events. Well, that's interesting. Kind of like a Joe Biden rally. There's going to be like literally nobody at the inauguration as well. It's FYI. on brand. It, uh, it <laughs> it's won't. On brand. Excuse me. I mean, it won't. You know, it won't. She said that. I, I, I that. think. Um, oh, but no, but I really do think that it, it is very much the brand of the campaign that he ran was true. Down. Uh, it was low key, um, very coronavirus aware. Mm-hmm. I think it would look like a big contradictory statement in a lot of ways if, you know, while we're still in the midst of this pandemic, um, you know, vaccinations are going out, but uh, case numbers are still rising. If if his incoming administration started off on that foot of having thousands of people gather mm-hmm. in D.C., I, I frankly can't imagine the optics or sort of the spinning that his communications team would have to do. So I think even without the threats, maybe this is sort of the situation we'd be looking at. Yeah, well, it was COVID, but then it became what happened at the Capitol, and now mm-hmm. you've got nobody on the mall, which kind of, yeah. kind of, uh, you know, I, the First Amendment folks are not going to be happy with this, which I don't blame them. I mean, no. it just seems like, okay, you get the press out there, but uh, I don't know, maybe the public? Yeah. 
they, they say that you will not be able to see Joe Biden, um, who will be sworn in on the Capitol steps, mm -hmm. as many presidents before him have been. But if you're standing on the mall, which you really won't be allowed to, you, you won't be able to see any of the action going on. I think it'll be really a very low-key swearing in. And, you know, mm -hmm. we'll watch it on TV as we've watched the past 10 months unfold. Why not? I'll binge on the inauguration, then I'll go to Netflix. Yeah. Beautiful. They'll All do right. a half-birthday type inauguration, six months delayed. I gotta go, Sophie. Bye. <laughs> see you tomorrow.